Well, Isaac, here we are again in Colossians, Woods in the Word, getting coffee. I've got mine. Hope you've got yours. And uh, let's, uh, let's think about deeper faith today. This section in Colossians is really uh, represents kind of the core message of uh, this whole series that I've been thinking about growing deeper to reach further. But today he says um, in verses 6 through 15, let me just read that. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you were who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. So, you know, he starts this section with the word therefore. And so that takes us back to what we've been talking about previously in our times together. Uh, everything about who Christ is and because he is preeminent and because of what he's accomplished, therefore live out your faith. Uh, what gets your attention as you uh, think about these verses? Um, so first of all, I mean, the, the, the phrase that just popped out at me was walk in him. Um, and the, the action in that, that step. And, you know, when we talk about going deeper in faith, you know, what is faith? Um, and to me, faith is belief in action. It's, a, it's an action. So faith is a verb. It should be a verb. It's not just like a belief. And it's, I think that's, um, you know, when you, you talk about being alive in Christ, which we'll touch on later, but what this passage is kind of titled as being alive in Christ, um, there's this sense of movement, um, of mm. engagement. Uh, and, and I love looking at the word faith and thinking of it as, you know, more than just believing. You know, the Bible says the demons and the devil believe right. that Jesus is who he says he is. They actually know it better than we do, probably, right? Right. Um, but they don't put that into action. That does not affect, that belief does not affect what they do. And so this walk in him, we talked a lot over the last couple of weeks over, you know, Christ being in us and the power that that brings us, but that we walk in him as well. And so there's this movement, the doing a the steps of life that we take we all move through this life is that in him is our faith does our faith determine where we go does our faith determine um how we how we experience where we go 
um, and why we go where we're going. And so there's this action part of it. He's involved in the action of life. It's not just the belief and the understanding, but leading to um, executing your faith, making decisions based on what you believe. Absolutely. And, and you know, he begins with, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord. So it begins with receiving this gift of eternal life. Uh, and we receive that by faith, the Bible says. Uh, in Ephesians, it says that it's by grace you've been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. So having received it as a free gift, we then want to live it out because of gratitude that the Lord, the God of the universe, the preeminent Jesus, the creator, has died for us so that we might live for him. Uh, and John the Apostle said in his, um, in his first letter, First um, John 2.6 is a challenging verse that says, those who say they believe in him must walk as Jesus did. And so not only are we to walk it out, but we're to walk it out like Jesus did. And, and so you're very much uh, correct that this is an active faith that, and, 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 you know, the writer of Hebrews said that without faith, it's impossible to please God because you must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Uh, and, and so there is this picture of it, it's what we believe, but it's, it's how we move and how we seek him in every area of our life, every day of our life, uh, how we move forward in this faith that is so important. And, and uh, you know, and then he goes on to talk about how it, it not only is it active, but it's also growing, it's developing. Our faith is developed as we obey and as we live it out, our faith gets deeper because our roots grow deeper and our reach grows further. Um, and um, so what do you think about the roots and fruit of faith as, uh, as it continues to grow? Yeah, I think that's a great call. And we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago too, that it continues to grow. He fills us and then we execute on it. We walk in that faith and then it, it, we have more room to grow because we stretch our capacity for understanding him. Um, I just think it's a good question as a, as a Christian, if you, you know, you're, you're struggling with, you know, am I executing this faith? Am I walking the walk? You know what? Maybe you're not confident that you're doing all that you can do. Um, and you're living the faith out. It's like looking at your day-to-day -day life and how many, how many of your decisions that you make throughout the day are impacted by God? Um, do you even consider God and what his thoughts are on, um, for those, for those decisions. We have so many decisions we can make throughout the day. Um, and so often we lean on our own understanding, um, you know, our own common sense. Um, and there's the, the next couple of verses here actually get into, you know, what are the, what are some, some, some traps um, as you look to walk out your faith in him. Um, that's not just a luxurious walk on the beach. Um, there are oh. traps that are set for all of us that we step into. And in verse eight, he calls out a couple of those. Um, he says, see to it that no one takes you captive. Like I, I picture like, like, a tra like a tiger trap in the jungle, you know, mm -hmm. like something you, you fall into and you're taken captive or you step on a right. and all of a sudden you're hanging from a tree because it's a it's trap. Hidden. It's not it's, obvious. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the no one takes you captive by, and I see three things here. One, philosophy and empty deceit. Um, according to human tradition, 
and according to the elemental spirits of the world or the elemental principles of the world and not according to Christ. And so there's so many opportunities for us to, um, to, to think about the things of Christ. Um, you know, we, hopefully you're in the word yourself and you're, you're being spoken to by God yourself. But we've got so many outlets today of, of other folks providing their thoughts around Christ. This is one of them, right? right. Um, and, there, you know, podcasts or you know, preachers, videos, songs, lots of lots of Christian influences into our world. And so this is a great um, sort of comparison. If you've got someone speaking into your life that you're shaping your faith decisions off of, um, are they based in Christ or are they based in philosophy, human tradition, and elemental spirits of the world. Um, when you listen to their messages, are they preaching to you about Christ and who he is? Or are they trying to shape this view around what makes sense to humans and to the world? Right. Um, and because I think you a, deserve it. You're a good person. We're You're all the human. Best you. Yeah. Every single one of us is human. So we're all tempted. And Paul talks about we still live with our flesh. Uh, we're all tempted to appease our flesh, to appease right. human. what makes sense to humans and what makes sense to the world is oftentimes not what Christ is calling you to. Um, and so it, I think it's a great call here. As you, as you look to walk with him, you look to engage in your faith, there's going to be traps. Um, but if you stay focused on Christ, that's the big differentiator. Um, they say the, the world's going to be focused on other things, not according to Christ. And it's him that we find the, it says the fullness of deity, right? So that's the whole we don't need anything experience. else. We've got everything we need yep. in Jesus. But, but notice that he says in verse eight, he says, see to it. He says, you have a personal responsibility to pay attention and not to be led astray and not just to go along with the crowd because it sounds good and feels good and you deserve it. Don't, don't believe the lies because they have a purpose and their purpose is your captivity. They want to imprison you and, and take away your freedom and, and, and imprison you uh, in, this, in the lies of this world. And so you have a personal responsibility. Paul says, it's not my responsibility. Now I'm offering counsel. I'm providing uh, words to encourage you, but you have the responsibility. See to it because I can't do it for you. See to it that no one takes you captive. And again, if it's if if your life is Christ-centered, then you realize you have a personal responsibility to stay in the word, to learn more about him, to grow in Christ-likeness, which is what we're being told here, um, because he's given us everything we need. Uh, Peter said we have everything we need for life and godliness uh, through uh, the word of Christ. So... Uh, you know, this, uh, this should make us thankful, we're told at the end of verse uh, 7. Um, and uh, again, we, we have to recognize that there's this process of dying to self and living for Christ uh, pictured through baptism. Um, and, uh, and so he talks about that and the reality that in verse 13, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. He tells the Ephesians the same thing in chapter two, that you were dead, but God has made you alive. Um, and Christ has done that. Uh, 
when he died on the cross, bringing you forgiveness and wholeness and victory. And, uh, and therefore, we should live in that victory. And we should live in forgiveness, meaning that we're quick to forgive others when they wrong us. So, And it's through God's power. Uh, you know, verse 12 says, um, you know, buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God. I love that phrase, the powerful working of God. And it says in, in, uh, in other passages, I think it's Paul that says, you know, that, that same power, yes. same power that raised Christ from the dead. So just stop, like, think about that, what that is, like raising Christ from the dead, that exclamation point of Christianity that power that God did to do that, that's what's inside of us. And that's what focuses on Christ. That's what brings us to life. And then it says in uh, verse 13, that the work of that power, God's power in us is God made alive together with him. He made us alive because we right. were dead to sin. Um, right. And he brings us to life in Christ. And then you mentioned the forgiveness, having forgiven us all our trespasses. He cancels that record of debt that was our problem, that kept us from being alive in him. Um, and he brings us to life. And it's his power in us that does that. Right. And he canceled the debt on the cross when he died in our place. He paid the penalty. Uh, not only did he cancel, the reason he could cancel the debt is because he paid it for us. It didn't just get wiped away and, oh, we'll just forget the whole thing. No, he paid the highest cost imaginable. imaginable. And that's why on the, as he was dying on the cross, he said, it is finished. Literally, the word he used, tetelestai, means the debt has been paid in full. And here we see that uh, Paul is amplifying that for us to, to realize Christ has done it all. He has paid for our sins. We don't have to do anything except go back up to verse eight and receive or verse six and receive the gift of eternal life that he paid for. And then we can walk in this victory and we can walk in forgiveness. What a, what a wonderful truth to, to live out the fact that he loved me so much that he died for me and he empowers me now to live the life that he has for me to live. Yeah. And it's, just, you know, this picture of life, right? Like you think again of him raising Christ from the dead, you know, he, Jesus spent uh, multiple days in the tomb and dark, and that's what our lives were. And then he burst forth in light, stone right. rolled away, and he didn't just hang out there. He then went and you know, returned to heaven. He's, he's walking around. And so it's, you know, God made us alive together so that we can walk in him. And so it's like, you know, that, that life that he gives us, what are you doing with it? And I think so often we, um, like we, we don't live in that. We don't live in the life. You know, we go and hang out at the tomb, you know, and, and feel, right. you know, trapped by our, our shortcomings, trapped in our flesh. Um, we feel like we're still chained to the sin that's in our life because we do live, we still live with that flesh. Um, right. We're still here. And it's that life, it's Christ is the life in us. Um, but we still got that, that, that fleshly desires and things that we, that we live in here. So, right. Um, and we act like we're still chained to it, but he's actually broken the chain. And if we just pulled away from it, we would realize I'm free. Yeah. There was this the, a great, um, a great song that I remember I listened to a lot um, 
when when I was kind of returning to the faith. It was called called Freedom by a band called Run Kid Run. Uh, old old song, but there's this line where they said, you know, um, in these chains I lay, I'm no longer bound, but here I am. It's like this idea that you've been freed from these chains. There's a pile of chains on the ground, but you still go like laying them and like you have to move. Yeah, I'm trapped. I'm trapped. Yeah, Um, but no, you're free. Get up and go walk. Um, Right. And and the walking is in Him, and it's when we do it in our own, when we try to do it in our own strength, um, we remain trapped because that's not how we were meant to live this life. This life that He gives us is the walking we do is in Him, Um, and we've been made alive together with Him. Um, and so it's, it's taking it off of ourselves, putting it on him because he's the one powerful enough to do it. Right. It's all through him. And, and, and it's so interesting that we've moved into this discussion of freedom and, and being set free because the next section of scripture uh, is, again, as you live out what we've just talked about, then he, there's another therefore in verse 16, and we'll look at it next week. Therefore, uh, don't let people uh, judge you and don't let them put restraints on you about what you can and cannot do. You are free in Christ. Live as he would have you live. Live in the victory of the cross, and you will experience a freedom beyond what you can imagine. And so we'll talk about that next time. Um, But let me just return for a moment to this idea of, of receiving faith. And if you have received that faith or received eternal life by faith, then you have everything in Christ that you need to live the life that he has for you. And, and friends, if, if you are lacking anything in your faith and you're asking yourself, what's missing in my life, go back to the cross and ask yourself the question, have I truly received by faith that is placing my faith and trust in Christ alone for my eternal life. Have I truly received him? And if I have, then I have that resurrection power and that freedom and fulfillment to live the life he has. He truly will enable you to walk as Jesus walked. You can do it through him if you've received the gift by faith. Yeah, and I would I would add, if you have, um, accepted Christ, you have received that gift of faith, but you don't feel like it's alive. Don't go to the cross, go to the tomb. Yes. I think we can get stuck at the cross and feeling guilty for what we did. And the, the Christ right. paid the dead. And that's a very, very important part. Um, but he rose again as that power. He rose. Right. We would have abundant life, eternal life starting today. And so if you, right. uh, if you um, consider yourself a Christian and you're just like, man, I don't feel like that's that great of a thing, then you, know, you have not stepped into that life that he has provided for you, walking with him, an abundant life um, that that is in him and through him. Um, and so go to the tomb and then right. see that it's empty and it's that you, empty. you should be He's alive. Things. Yep. And, and, and the, a life, a, a fulfilled life, a life of fulfillment and purpose awaits for you um and and you're right there you've got christ in you and that is amazing if you're it's not impacting your day every day um i would encourage you to let it amen yeah and if we can help you in any way we're happy to do so so well very good that's uh that's a good discussion for today we'll leave uh, we'll leave it there and look forward to uh talking more about freedom next week see you next week all right